often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Uh, The meaning of the uh, Lord's Supper, the meaning and nature of the sacrament of the Lord's Supper does leap off the page, even though the passage wasn't necessarily exactly about it from our very passage. And I'd like to uh, go through this passage at least one more time with a couple of points as to how we can learn about the Lord's Supper through John chapter 10, verses uh, 7 through 10. Firstly, when Jesus says that the sheep will go in and out and find pasture, verse 9, the word for pasture is a unique word that's only found twice in the New Testament. It gives the idea of the spreading of a feast before the sheep, that they have whole fields of food in front of them, and it's thick and it's green, it's for acres and acres and and acres. As far as your eye can see, green, lush, plush, there's grass everywhere. That's the meaning behind that word, pasture, when you go in and out and and find pasture. But in the times of the New Testament, the sheep would graze on shrubs and bushes in the desert. They would go out into the desert and find lowlands, that is, the shepherds would lead them out into the desert and they would find lowlands, which are called wadis, which basically are these underground streams that that would feed these small bushes and that would be their food. But here, Jesus says that they will go in and out and find pasture, a spread of food, as far as the eye can see. As we live in this age, we have this little morsel, this little cup, to give us, in part, what we will receive in whole at the end of the age. The Lord's Supper is a proclamation of the death of Christ until he comes again. It doesn't Uh, give us everything. That is to say that the body of Jesus is not going to be set uh, in front of us. We don't ingest Jesus' body. Uh, This doesn't contain the body of Jesus. It is not a re-sacrificing of Jesus. And at the same time, the Lord's Supper is a symbol, and yet it is more than a symbol. It is a sign of our sustenance in the wilderness of this age. It's an indication that there's more to come and an invite into his presence while we're on the way. We dine with the risen Christ then by faith in this meal, and thus we primarily eat by faith. Until his return, where we will enjoy the banquet feast of the Lamb, we enjoy what is put in front of us in part together. Secondly, when Jesus says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly, verse 10 Again, notice these terms here, and notice the tenses that are here. The thief comes, that is, he's on his way to do these things. I have come to do these things. There's an element of the presence of the Lord Jesus in his ability to nourish us. The Lord's Supper signifies the provision that is ours by the Lord Jesus, it shows us that by his doing, his dying, his rising from the, third, from the grave on the third day, he invites us into fellowship with himself. The elements of the Lord's Supper, again, are not his presence, but they're used as the means of grace, that is the medium by which 
his presence is conveyed to us in this act of worship. In other words, there's nothing magical about the elements that are put before you in use here. But in the Lord's Supper, he sees fit to lift these elements from their otherwise ordinary use to something that exceeds far beyond what they are by themselves. The Lord's Supper is a sign and a seal of the covenant of grace. He states that in this meal, uh, he's there with you as the safe haven of rescue. While the world will take, he will give. While the world will kill, he will give life. While the world will deprive and destroy, he will nourish. Here in the Lord's Supper, we call to remembrance his life lived for us, his death he died for us, and we declare likewise that we belong entirely to God in life and in death. And so we partake of these elements and look beyond them to the Christ to whom they point. It's my privilege as a pastor, as a minister of Christ, to invite everyone who is right with God and his church through faith in the Lord Jesus to come to the Lord's table. If you've received Christ and are resting upon him alone for salvation as he's offered to you in the gospel, and if you're a baptized, professing, communicant member in good standing in a church that professes the gospel of God's free grace, and if you live penitently and seek to walk in godliness before the Lord, then this supper is for you, and I invite you in Christ's name to eat the bread and drink the cup. At the same time, however, God's word says in this passage, whoever shall eat this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. But let someone examine themselves, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthy will, will eat and drink damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So if you're not trusting in Christ, if you're not a member of a faithful Christian church, if you're not living penitently, seeking to walk in godliness before the, the Lord, then I warn you in the name of Christ to not approach the holy table. This warning, though, isn't aimed to keep the humble and contrite from the table of the Lord as if it were only for those who are free from sin, those who are perfect. Uh, it's for sinners that our Lord gives this supper as a means of grace. And through the elements of bread and wine, our Lord graciously gives himself and all his benefits to everyone who eats and drinks in a worthy manner discerning the body and blood of the Lord. It's one thing to eat and drink in a worthy manner. It's another very different thing, however, to imagine that we are worthy to eat and drink. So we, don't, we dare not come to the Lord's table as if we were worthy and were righteous in and of ourselves. We come in a worthy manner if we recognize that we are unworthy sinners who need a Savior. If we consciously discern his body given for us, if we hunger and thirst after Christ, giving thanks for his grace and trusting in his merits, feeding upon him by faith and renewing our covenant with him and his people. And so let's examine our minds and our hearts to determine whether such discernment desires to the end that we may partake to the glory of God and our growth in the grace of Christ. Come then with joy and thankfulness to the Lord's table. The Lord's Supper is medicine for poor, sick souls. Come to Jesus, find rest, refreshing, find nourishment for your weak and weary soul. Let's pray. Uh, Father in heaven, we give you thanks.